0: If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Thanks for tuning in, episode 21 of Viking 360. We're at the midway point of the spring sports season. We'll talk softball with hard-hitting
1: senior Lady Viking Cassidy Young. We'll talk baseball with senior catcher Tyler Haskins. We'll talk track with one of the Lady Vikings' all-time great sprinters. And we'll talk Viking sports in general with Jeff Waybright.
0: Here's a Ripley grad who was a blazing fast sprinter in high school and college, and now she's moved into the coaching ranks.
1: We are talking with one of the premier sprint runners in the history of Ripley High School track. Our thanks to Holly Clever-Tennant for being with us this afternoon. Thank you, Holly. Well, thank you for having me. Well, Holly, you we had a dominant uh, sprint runners and and a, and a good track team uh, during your era at Ripley High School. What are your memories of, of running at Ripley High? Um,
2: a lot of a lot of good memories. Was, uh, I enjoyed running track and still enjoy being involved in it to this day. And I guess I remember just the, the good inter squad competition I had with Amaris, Easter, and us. To do your best and um, going to state and competing at state. And I think my senior year we walked away with a third place in the state. So that was a great accomplishment.
1: That really was. And um, you went on to run at uh, Robert Morris University in the Pittsburgh area, and uh, Maris went on to run at Rice University uh, down in Texas. So, and it, it's, I think it's rather ironic that uh, we were talking about. Uh, You have uh, three sons, and Amaris now has three daughters. So if you would both decide to move back here, we could probably have some good track teams in the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my older son runs, so he's more of a mid-distance runner, but my other two are involved in other things but haven't taken the the running niche yet.
1: Holly, I noticed I was looking up uh, some information on Robert Morris' track, and I noticed that you are the, the uh, selectee for the all-decade team for the 200-meter dash at Robert Morris. That's exciting
2: to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I, you brought that to my attention. I was not aware or made aware that I was an event part of that, so... Um, that's exciting to hear, and I still follow track at Robert Morris and attend some of the meets they have here in the Pittsburgh area. And
1: Very good. And what was your best time in the 200 meters, and did you consider that your best event?
2: Um, yeah, I guess I would consider that my best event in college, and I'll- to be honest with you, I, I don't remember my best time off the top of my head. It's been um, graduated in 2000, so it's been 18 years ago, and numbers don't stand aren't standing with me in my brain right now, but I believe it was like the low 25.
1: I understand. And uh, you are still involved in track today in a coaching capacity. Tell us that story.
2: Yes, yeah, so I started last year. Um, my son... middle school, and I just was the assistant coach last season, and unfortunately the head coach was unable to return this year, so they offered me the position, and I took it, and right now I'm the head coach and the only coach for their team right now, so working on getting an assistant on board to help, but going well so far.
1: And what is the name of the school there, Holly? Uh,
2: My boys attend at Propel, schools Propel on Tour.
1: Excellent. And uh, so, when you're not busy um, with your big family and uh, uh, and not with track, uh, what do you what do you like doing now? What what are your how do you spend your spare time? How do I spend my
2: spare time? Well, I still enjoy working out. I go to the, I spend a lot of time at the Y, and I also spend a lot of time at the boys' school volunteering in different capacities here or there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, family time is important. We do a lot of things together. The three boys keep us busy and in three different directions because, of course, all their interests don't fall in line either. so <laughs> We're all over the place. But it's,
3: uh, I wouldn't have it any
2: other way. I guess I enjoy everything that they enjoy.
1: That's great, Holly. And thank you so much for spending time with us today, and good luck in your, with your track team. Thank
0: you. And, Rube, speaking of track, bring us up to date on where the Viking track team
1: is. Well, the Viking track will continue their season this weekend up in West Virginia's
0: northern panhandle. They have a meet coming up at Wheeling Park.
4: Ripley Vikings number one.
0: This Lady Viking softball senior already has the single season record for RBIs. She's been slowed somewhat with a back injury, but she still has her sights on an RHS home run record. The Lady Vikings softball team at Ripley High is off to another
1: outstanding season and one of the reasons why is senior center fielder Cassidy Young. Cassidy, thanks for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: You have some outstanding um, statistics hitting uh, 480 on the season I am told with a couple of home runs. What does it take to be a good hitter in the sport of softball?
3: Um, What helped me was having the coach to push me and make me the athlete that I am today and just having myself work as hard as I can to make me a better player. Excellent.
1: And um, I was told that you had uh, an outstanding power season as a junior in that you set the school record for RBI and you were just one shy of the record for um, career home runs with uh, 11. So, uh, uh, tell me, are you? do you have a goal of breaking those records as a senior?
3: I do and I'm shooting for the home run record and beating the RBI record was a big honor because I know the girl before me she had a big she had a big shoe to fill and knowing that I beat her in it is really an honor.
1: And by knocking in that many runs that that means you are a valuable asset to this team and uh, is is it more difficult for you to hit with runners on scoring position, or does that come natural for you?
3: I find it easier because I know they need me to do my job, and I just come up and I do it.
1: And you talked about the the previous player, Michelle Sayers, who we're talking about, and she was a uh, standout for the Lady Vikings. Uh, She had the previous record for uh, home runs in a season with 11, and the previous record for RBI uh... with uh... forty two i believe so uh... congratulations on uh... on approaching those marks this year as a senior
3: it was a real honor and uh, let's talk a little
1: bit about uh... what happens to you once softball season and graduation are over and all that fun stuff what do you have in mind
3: i'm actually going to end my softball career and i'm going to go to wvp and going into the welding program and during the summer, I'm going to help out with Little League.
1: Excellent. And I know that welding is a career that pays good, but how did you get interested in the, in the field of welding?
3: A bunch of my friends were talking about it and how they go to Votech, but I, was, I waited too long to get into that program. So I got to one over here at Ripley High School, and as soon as I first did my first weld, I knew as, that's what I want to do with my life.
1: And Cassidy, you have maintained all of this outstanding offense for the Lady Vikes despite the fact that you had shoulder surgery earlier in your career. Tell us what happened to your shoulder and and how it was repaired.
3: Whenever I was in eighth grade I noticed something was wrong with my shoulder because I used to catch. I caught all the way through middle school and some of my freshman year as a Ripley Viking and my soft, my end of my freshman year, I needed to go get it checked out because it was hurting me really bad and they told me that all the tissues were tore around my socket and they had to repair that and August 17th is whenever I had my surgery and it really changed for the better.
1: Excellent. We have been talking with Lady Vikings softball senior Cassidy Young. Cassidy, good luck with the rest of your
0: senior season as you hope to uh, lead the Lady Vikings to success in the postseason. Thank you. And, Rube, when you look at Lady Vikings softball, they have set the pace this season. They are having a great year and scoring a lot of runs and uh, piling up wins so far.
1: Yeah, they're about at the midway point in the season with a record of 12 wins and only five defeats, so... Hopefully, the Lady Vikes will go on and finish strong this season. This senior is putting up impressive numbers at the plate and equally talented
0: behind the plate. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by Viking senior catcher, Tyler Haskins. Tyler, thanks uh, for taking the time out to uh, sit down with me after a, a, a big win over Point Pleasant tonight. Thank you for having me. Tyler, I've said uh, from the time I've been doing these games uh, that you've been behind that plate. You're probably one of the most steady players I've seen Where it's blue and white. From a guy um, crouching down, catching 120 pitches a night, uh, not letting many of them get by him, to a guy that's, in my estimation, maybe the hardest out in this Viking lineup. Uh, you had three walks tonight, and then you had a sack fly uh, late in the ball game, in a, what proved to be a one-run victory for you guys. Uh, how have you evolved as a baseball player? When you look back, I know you're watching your little brother now uh, as a freshman doing some really good things, and, and you mentioned a moment ago before we started this interview that he's better at that age than you were. Look back at your time then to now and think about how much
4: you've improved. Um, back then, I was very individual mind. I'm trying to get as many hits as I can, and throughout the year, couple years I've been here I've learned this is more of a team sport and I just got to do my job whatever that is to help the team whether it be blocking balls behind the
0: plate or just finding it anyway on base what's your mindset as a batter especially leading the game off uh, being a left-hand hitter uh, are you sitting up there looking for your pitch you have a great eye you have a great feel for the strike zone You don't swing at a lot of bad pitches. When you step in there, what's your mindset, especially leading off a game with nobody out, nobody on, and and you're just trying to get the offense going?
4: Well, I love to be aggressive. I always think the first pitch of of an at-bat is probably one of the best you're going to see. I like looking middle in, trying to find my pitch, and uh, most often I don't deviate. If it's not my pitch, I'm not going to
0: waste a swing on it. Now, behind the plate uh, has to be the toughest job. I, I played baseball not nearly to the level you did, never caught. Uh, has to be the toughest job but on the field. I know you've got to be a little biased toward that, but uh, anytime you're asked to do what you're doing behind the plate, calling pitches, uh, throwing guys out, trying to steal bases, uh, trying to keep the ball in front of you at all times, uh, how taxing, not only physically but mentally, can that be? Uh, it c- It can be very taxing. And
4: as I've gotten older, it's gotten – it's gotten easier to handle with where I was young as a sophomore. I started catching. My body couldn't quite handle a full season. And now as a senior, I feel like I'm staying strong.
0: Now, you mentioned a senior. This is it, man. This is your last go around in the blue and white. Uh, are you trying to to soak in every moment that you can, knowing that these close wins like this and you get your ninth win of the season? Maybe a couple of years ago, you maybe had just give it a little bit of thought now. It's like, hey man, these games are ticking off. I'm I'm getting down to my last few games here at Viking Park. Yeah, I'm trying to savor every pitch,
4: every bat I have because I love it here. I can't. That's the toughest thing about Fairmont State is it's going to be tough for me to get used to not wearing blue and white. So I'm trying to, trying to make it last.
0: Viking baseball, a rich tradition, two state championships. I know you guys would love to make it three. What are you going to have to do to get to that level? I know we had a tough loss to Hurricane, and that's kind of the the measuring stick uh, right now across the state of West Virginia and also Spring Valley uh, last week. Those are teams you're going to have to beat. You want to get to the Final Four. And I think, I think we'll beat them when the time
4: comes. Uh, we just got to be consistent. I think that's our biggest problem. We have to consistently throw strikes, make the routine
0: plays, and keep hitting the ball hard like we have been all year. Talk about uh, that next level for you. I know you don't want to think about it right now, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you. Uh, you're worried about winning a state championship at Ripley High School, but you are going on, as you said, to play at Fairmont State next year. Uh, how exciting is that for you just to think what's coming for you in the future?
4: Uh, it's very exciting it's uh, part of my dream coming true I've always wanted to play in college uh I can't wait to get up there try uh just try to get it on the team or starting spot rather and see what it has to offer me are they recruiting you as a catcher uh catcher and they know I play other positions too
0: so i ask i ask everyone this when we're closing down the interview we see you on the baseball field uh you know we know what you do out here what do you do when you're not in class, studying, playing baseball, practicing. What are some of the things you like to do? Hunt, fish, play golf? What is it that that makes you tick? Gosh, I don't I don't know if there is anything else. I mean,
4: I'm baseball twenty four seven. I'm watching major league games in my classes. I'm watching it at my house. I'm just working on it, playing wiffle ball when I get the chance. I mean, baseball has consumed my life. Tyler,
0: uh, best of luck, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, Keep working with that little brother. I think he might be a star here before the season or before his career is over with as well. Yeah, he'll be something. Thank you. That was Tyler Haskins, Viking senior catcher, right here on Viking 360. And, Rube, when you talk about Tyler Haskins and the Haskins family, baseball runs within that Haskins blood. That's true.
1: I mean, his grandfather played at Alderson Broaddus, later coached in the state of Virginia. His father played uh, in Virginia. His ninth-grade brother is, of course, uh, making his way into the Viking lineup.
4: Let's go Big Blue.
1: We have found out that Ripley sports could be changing classifications, yet they would still be AAA. Brian talks Viking sports with Jeff Waybright.
0: Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by my friend, my uh, longtime Viking uh, player, parent, and radio personality, Jeff Waybright. Jeff, thanks for taking the time, buddy.
5: Hey, good to be with you, Brian.
0: Jeff, we're sitting, you know, Oceanside right now, Myrtle Beach, Uh, so we've had a good week uh, playing golf and having a good time down here, but we're never too far away from Viking sports, uh, even uh, being eight hours away, so let's talk a little bit about about you uh and and all of the accolades from from being a player at ripley high school i know it's been a couple of years for you but football basketball baseball um you were a, a guy that wore many hats in the athletic field at ripley
5: well i was very fortunate uh, god bless me we didn't have all the technologies and all the things uh these strength and conditioning programs and all that uh kind of stuff brian when when we were back in school but uh I had a great time. I played uh, basketball, played football, played baseball, ran track, was a three-year letterman in all three uh the major sports. And then in track, I was a four-year letterman. Um, and, and basically just ran sprints and stuff uh, when we weren't playing baseball. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I, I hate it today because it seems like kids just specialize on one sport and they miss out on so many things. Uh, some of my closest friends uh, that I have on this earth are uh, those relationships began by playing sports from little league all the way up through high school and uh, you know we always get better the longer we've been out of school mm-hmm. and uh, I'm probably the same way but uh, it was a blast I, I was fortunate enough to make all conference in football and and uh, all southern and some other things and and then go on to play a little bit of college but it, it was a blast
0: this is why we do radio together because you know where i'm going with the next point my next point was going to be kids specializing uh, in sports and and you and i see it a lot uh doing these games for football and basketball and baseball Uh, why do you think that is jeff what what's been the shift in in kids going from um playing everything and just being a part of it and not necessarily having to be the star but but be a player that contributes and helps his team win to everybody just trying to to specialize in one particular thing
5: well i think one of the things is brian money uh you know uh, parents it's more and more expensive for a kid to go uh to college and if you can get some kind of scholarship monies in an athletic uh uh program it, it really helps and you know i think Parents make that decision early on for their kids. You're a baseball player, or you're this, or you're that. Um, my suggestion is let them play them all at an early age, and if they don't want to play baseball, or if they don't want to, you know, do something else, and they only want to play that one sport and they enjoy it, that's great. Um, I know with my own kids, uh, they played tee ball, they started little league. Uh, I remember Cole vividly coming to me and said, Dad, I don't want to play baseball anymore. They stand around too much. Uh, You know, just things like that. Uh, But, um, yeah, I think kids really miss out uh, by not playing multiple sports. Whether you're great at it or not, just the camaraderie, just the things that go on on the road when you're playing in the locker room and just all kinds of uh, stuff that you look back on and you kind of chuckle uh, and, and say, boy, I wish I could do that again. Now, you
0: you transfer from being a player, you go to Marshall, uh, you go down there and play football for Sonny Randall. Uh, talk about that. I know I know that was a very uh, great time in your life and still something you hold near and dear uh, to your heart.
5: Yeah, I, you know, I was by no means a Division One football player, and Marshall, as you know, Brian, with the plane crash, was rebuilding. Um, coach Elwood was the coach when I arrived at Marshall. Uh, he was fired. Uh, after my freshman year coach Sonny Randall came in. R- Sonny Randall was an all-pro uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. He played at the University of Virginia. Um, he was a player. Uh, he was not only my head coach, he was my specialties coach as a receiver. I probably learned more about receiving from him than any coach I ever played for. Um, but he was really, really tough. And uh, I was prepared for that. I played uh, you know, for Frank Marino and Everybody talks about Frank and how great he was, but Frank Marino was tough, too. I mean, he expected you to go out there and play. Uh, Jim D'Agostino, as, a, as a, my basketball coach my senior year, was very disciplined, very, very tough coach, too. So the things that happened with Coach Randall down at Marshall didn't really affect me. What really affected me was the guys that were bigger, faster, and stronger. That really affected me. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, you just – when you go to an, the next level – um, you're not the best player on the team anymore. You're, you know, you're, you've got athletes around you that are really, really good. But I enjoyed it. I didn't, didn't stick, you know, as long as I wish I had it. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I made some friendships down there. Uh, there's a kid that lives in Ripley, uh, Zach Tennant, His daddy and I played together. Uh, he was on defense. I was on the offense. We've been friends for a long time. And others that I see. Probably my best relationship was an individual that. That recently passed uh, uh, Reggie Oliver. He was the uh, coach or, or, or the quarterback's coach uh, when I was down there. He was the quarterback of the Young Thundering Herd that won their first game after the plane crash. And we would sit, you know, even on the bus going from and Hall over to Fairfield for practice. And he would just talk, and, and he was a great guy. And, and I really enjoyed that relationship.
0: Jeff, you. Go from uh, being a college football player to uh, being a husband and being a father. Uh, I know uh, your family is very important to you. I know what winning means to you and what a rock she's been for you your whole life. And then you have two uh, two children, and Kara and Cole, who went on to start Ripley High School and in, in their uh, in basketball and their sport. And I know that was a lot of fun for you uh, to be a part of.
5: It was um, probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life was uh, marrying Edwin and then um, our children and now a grandchild and uh, you know with uh, Hudson, Kara's son but yeah I mean I, I said the other day uh, I don't post much on Facebook, social media stuff like that but, but um, there was some post where the kids were thanking uh, for all the time and money and different things that mom and dad's have spent and I posted back I would spend every penny and do it all over again. I I really enjoyed traveling and watching them play and the friendships that they made and the relationships. And they were successful, and they've been successful in life, I think, because of that. Um, You know, Brian, it's it's just uh, athletics uh, does something for individuals. Uh, The work ethic, uh, the time spent, the blood, the sweat, the tears, all those things, and that's life. You know, you don't always win. You, the ball doesn't always bounce your way, and I think my kids learn from that. And I learned, Washington, boy, you really suffer as a parent. You're going to find this out. Uh, Carter's getting up there now to where he's going to start participating in all this stuff. It, it'll break your heart. You know, when, you, when they hurt, you hurt. And it was really tough. But I enjoyed it all the way up through high school, watching them go play college. Um, and, yeah, it was fun, and, and I'd do it again. You know, I, I compare uh,
0: you as a father a lot to my dad. Uh, you know, people thought that dad was really pushing Mark and I to do something that, you know, we really weren't 100 percent in. And that and that's not true. Dad was always we were dragging dad in the yard to kick. And, and, you know, and I say that tongue in cheek because he was always very willing to be there and help us. But he was never pushing us to do that. And I, and I think uh, you were a lot that way with Kara and Cole that. If they wanted to go, you were there. Uh, it wasn't like you were making them go do it. You just wanted to be there for them and be there with them and let them know that you loved them and, and you were supporting them.
5: One thing I learned uh, in college, I, I never realized this till I got down to college, even during our practices, they filmed our practices, and they graded us on everything we did in practice. If we loafed on a play, they they charted it. And, boy, so it made you practice harder. And I did the same thing with my kids. I charted. All their shots, their foul shots, they had a workout that they went through as far as basketball was concerned. And I I put it in a, a three-ring binder every day of the week, every every day of the year. And all I had to do was go look at the book. I didn't say a word. I just go look at the book. So if they said something to me about it, I would give, always gave this response. Somebody did their workout today, and they got better. And when you meet them on the court, they will beat you. And that was all the motivation that they needed usually. They were asking me to go get the key from Coach Hunt or get the key, you know, from whomever and go in there and and get their shots in and get their workouts in. And, you know, it's two hours a day. It was nothing. They still had time to go to the pool. They still had time to do all the other things that other kids do if they wanted to. But really, uh, for the most part, they wanted to be in the gym. And, of course, you know I love that.
0: Yeah. Jeff, you've been doing radio for a long time. You've been my broadcast partner for several years. You were doing that prior to uh, me coming aboard. How, how gratifying is it for you to still be a part of Ripley Athletics and be a part of the program?
5: Oh, it's a blast. Um, you know, these kids have been really, really enjoyable to watch um, uh, football, basketball. I know you do baseball. Um, but yeah, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've got to watch sometimes, Brian, because I want them to win so bad. Sometimes I get frustrated when they don't, and it comes across as being critical sometimes. Um, but really what, what I try to do is just paint a picture for the, the listeners out there that the way we describe the play is the way the play actually happened. And, you know, you call it as you see it. Somebody runs a bad route. Somebody, uh, you know, you don't want to really call out kids at this age and, and at the high school level, but they, they make mistakes. And things, bad things happen, and, and we try to describe that. Uh, not that they want to; they're trying their hardest. And I've got to watch that a little bit. But boy, I really enjoy. We travel. We have a ball just traveling to the games and talking. Myself uh, with you and Rube and Bruce Gossett. Whoever wants to go, man, we just go. And uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, you're great. We play off of each other really well. Um, you know, I was able to, to do some games, especially sideline with John Rice. Uh, before john passed that was a a blast to uh traveling uh with with john and and we miss him but uh, we try to carry that torch and we try to to do we the best we can and the one thing that's really gratifying is brian we we do the games for our kids it's for our kids and for their families we love our sponsors we're glad we're able to do it but we go other places they don't get that i mean they don't care uh, I'm talking about big schools. and I'm talking about big AAA schools in West Virginia. They don't have Broncos. They don't go on the road with them. Uh, and, you know, I think it's a service that we do and C-98 does uh, with uh, Rick, Shadow, Shannon, and, and their group out there. But I really, I really enjoy it. It's fun. Um, I'm going to try to be a lot less critical. <laughs> um, and it's easier to do when you're winning. <laughs> Well,
0: there was a vote this week, uh, Jeff, that could uh, impact that greatly, uh, and that is the vote to reclassify to basically four different classes. If that happens and apparently the first uh, step that needed to happen in passing has has made it there, what would that mean for Ripley Athletics? I know it's going to be basketball only for a couple of years to test it, but if this, if this little experiment ends up, playing out the way we think it might. What is that going to mean for the Vikings?
5: Well, I think they had to do something to try to level the playing field. Um, basketball's a good start, Brian. Uh, but in basketball, if you can get three pretty good kids in your program every year, you can compete in basketball. What I'm looking at is football. When we've got to go up against a, a, a team that – and we saw it when we went to Spring Mills this year and uh, played up there uh, in the playoff game. Schools that have 2,000 kids or close to it against our school with 900 in the same class, you could see the difference. They had 11 kids on both sides of the ball that were pretty good football players and not degrading our kids, but we just don't have those kind of numbers to choose from. So I'm glad they're doing something. It is experimental. I think that it, it would have been great if they could have found out a way to do it in football but hey this is the start we've been barking about it for years i know coach price has been heavily involved over in ravenswood trying to get some changes made um the private schools everybody talks about that you know and they don't need to be in there well whether they do or whether they don't the ssac has found it that, that you know they're a member mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to play them but by changing these classifications it should level the playing field especially for schools like ripley and i'm excited about it
0: Jeff, one thing about it, if we cut you, I think you'd bleed blue, brother. And uh, we appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time out to do this. And uh, I look forward to working with you for uh, many more years.
5: Oh, yeah, man. It's uh, football season right around the corner. You know, when uh, we make this golf trip down here with our buddies, it seems like, you know, you blink and we're right in the middle of uh, preseason football. So I appreciate you. Appreciate all you all do, uh, uh, Brian. And uh, we'll just keep it going. And, Rube, the Waybright name across Viking sports uh, runs pretty
0: deep when you look at Jeff, Cole Kara, his brother Ron, and his other brother as well.
1: Yeah, Greg was uh, a football official on the the collegiate level, so the whole family has a a great involvement in the Ripley High School sports.
0: (laughs) Remember, if you like what you're listening to, make sure you hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications.
3: Thanks for watching the Back in Sixties. We'll see you around.